What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Unfiltered Experience, where we have unfiltered conversations designed to move you forward in your life so that you can live a kick-ass, amazing life. My name is Christopher Rausch. I am the No Excuses Coach. And of course, I am joined always by my beautiful co-host. Who is sharing this out right now to get people here? It's who I will keep talking. So ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> sure go to www.unfilteredexperience.com. As always, join us and follow us on the podcast. And now I'm joined by my beautiful co-host. For the second time in one evening, it's me again, Scott Coyette. Mr. Go love now, right behind you. Go love now, ladies and gentlemen. Right now. We're, we're going to be talking about that tonight because when you go love yourself now, it's pretty crazy what it is that you can do in your life and you can create connections. We're going to be talking about connections tonight. Um, so we we implore you to join us, whether you're live on the replay, live on the live broadcast or on the replay, join us in the conversation in the, in the comments, ask us questions, let us know what's going on in your life. And of course, if you guys aren't following us on a podcast, go check us out on wherever podcasts are sold. Just type in the unfiltered experience and you guys will find us and you can find 144 amazing shows. Scott and I have been doing this aspect of our, of our podcast now for uh, uh, two about two and a half years now, I think at least we're on episode number 145 today. Then we did the Friday night live uh, series of podcasts. We did that for about a year and a half, I think. I mean, it's been crazy. So we have a ton of content out there for you guys that will definitely, 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 definitely change your perspective about your life. You will, you will find people in these conversations with Jimmy Dennis and unstoppable Tracy and so many other incredible guests that we've had. You will find the power of resiliency within yourself. That's what we do here. We talk about the hero's journey. We talk about the fact that we will take you from the point where you're at right now with distorted perspectives and looking through the lens of fear, as Mr. Scott talks about so often. And in these conversations that we have with you guys every single week, our responsibility, our goal, our desire, our dream is to get you to think in just a little bit of a different way. So as you compound these episodes, you compound your thinking, you start taking that imperfect action every single day. And guess what, guys? You start living an amazing life. And that's what Scott and I are here to do every single week. We do it without fail. So we appreciate you guys for being here, tuning in, commenting, sharing this episode out when you find value out of it, because we know you will, because tonight we're talking about what, Mr. Scott? So we're talking about human beings versus human doings. We're called human beings, but we sure get lured, lured into the trap of human doings. And I don't blame us for doing so because we have to support ourselves, our families. We have to survive. But where's the bridge between that so we can find balance and actually be the best versions of ourselves and all that we do? That's what we're going to talk about tonight, Chris. Are you ready? Well, well, well said. My first question for you, brother, is because um, we we just for everybody who's tuning in, we we're not doing guests right now. You know, normally we've done guests, but right now it's just Scott and I just bringing you the conversations between he and I. Um, what 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 prompted you to want to talk about this tonight? Was it something in your life? Something you're dealing with a coaching client? What what kind of put this in your purview? Yeah, this. So so anybody who's in the coaching world will know this. This is probably the biggest question that comes up. However, it's phrased might be different, but people are saying, I'm trying to do all the things to stay in integrity. I want to be the best version of myself, but I have to do this and this and this first. Okay, so listen to that. I have to do this and this and this and this, and then I'm trying my best to be the best best version of myself. Here's the fallacy in that. The matrix sucks us into two places, the past and the future. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm sucked into the future, and as soon as I do these things, I will be blank, that's a fallacy. Because what happens is, you're always chasing tomorrow, you're always chasing tomorrow, and you're never in this present moment. So this is where this conundrum comes up, okay? Because we're in a world, Buddhism calls it samsara. So we're gonna have this world of contrast. You know, we can have joy, but then we're gonna have pain. Then we're gonna have sunshine, come on and rain. Remember that song? Oh, joy, 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 pain. Come on, sunshine. So, okay, we're so not that, singers. <laughs> no, no, no. 
No, I could probably have done it better. I was just laughing at the song in my head because it came in. I'm like, I have to say this. So what ends up happening is you get lured into a space that you don't have connection to source. And we talked about this a little last week and it's worth talking more about it. So when I'm in the future, I'm in a space of anxiety. Okay. So what I'm saying, as soon as I finish this later in my existence, I'll come to present moment. We'll, we'll listen to the irony of that. I'm not present. So somehow from the future, I'm going to somehow come back to presence when all I have to do to heal myself in this present moment is be present. So as soon as I, if I only could have blah, 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 I'm never actually living. Yep. So this, this is the big conundrum. And I get asked this all the time, but I have to take care of my kids. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. The bills don't pay themselves. I, I, there's no other way to phrase this. And it's an act in faith. If you are being totally honest with yourself and you've built yourself up your principles to a space of integrity, so you really dove deep to find out what lights you up, your brilliance, you're a good communicator, you're a good listener, you're a good friend, you're all those things that, you know, when you think of somebody you like that they are, you become those things that don't take, you know, million dollar education. They're things that you can just become. It's true. If you do those things and stay in present moment, guess what? God, universe, creator will take care of you. That's where faith belief comes in. And I'm not just saying you're going to just be babysat. You've got to put in the effort, but here's how yep. it's going to take care of you. I'm going to show you how simple this is. If I'm sitting here right now and I just lost my job, why do you think you might've lost your job? Is the world happening to you? These are the real things. You probably asked for something like this and totally forgot and said, I really want a better life than this. My life sucks. And the universe goes, okay, well, what's the problem? And in your mind, you're going, I hate my job. So the universe goes, cool, we'll get rid of it. And then you're like, shit, I just created that. The universe freed up space. Now the universe isn't going to leave you out to dry. The universe is going to be like, you have all these amazing skills. We're going to put opportunity in front of you. But this is what people do. Help, help, help. Meanwhile, the opportunity showed up. Your cousin called and said, hey, let's get together for coffee. I heard you lost your job. Yeah, I don't have time. Meanwhile, yep. that was the universe showing you your cousin. Then so true. your other buddy gives you a call and goes, Hey, let's go to the gym, get a workout. And I know you're struggling. Let me see if I can support you, man. I don't feel good, man. I'm maybe, maybe next week. And you're literally asking for help. You have all the tools to succeed. And the universe is showing up with what I would just call teachers, angels, messengers. Yep. And you just shut the door. So what I beg you guys to do is, first of all, be present. Then realize the universe is going to give you what you're asking for, just not in the packaging you want. <laughs> I, want to be, I want to be more powerful. Cool. Well, I'm going to make you prove you're powerful. We're going to, we're going to teach you ways to find strength. I yep. want to be smarter. So we're going to give you all kinds of little things to prove how smart you are. You're not just going to be something. It's already within you. You're going to be tested so that you can reveal that within yourself. Now, if that sounds difficult to process, I'm just going to say it very simply again. If you're in the present moment, being authentically yourself and your head is up realizing that God source universe and creator will show up in ways that could be anything outside of you and in, inside of you. And you stop judging the opportunities around you and just accept them and keep moving. If you do those things and stay present, this world is going to be more beautiful than you've ever thought possible because mm. it's actually giving you what you're asking for. You just don't like the pathway. I promise you, 
Go listen to stories of anybody who's been massively successful. You're going to hear a lot of the commonality in the things that I'm telling you right now. Right. They thought they were at rock bottom. The world sucked, but they recognized I can do this. And in that awakening moment and said, I'm going to do this. They did it. Mm -hmm. So it's that simple. Common denominator, beautiful comment. The common denominator in all your failures and successes is you. End of story. So it is. I mean, it really is. I mean, that's what we talk about on the show. We we talk about the fact that the kiss principle, right? I was just I was just talking about this yesterday. Keep it simple, stupid. I don't really like the word stupid, but keep things yeah. simple, right? You know, that's that's the way people ask me, like, you know, how Chris are you so you know confident and 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 have that outgoing spirit and you have a sense of freedom and a sense of peace about yourself, but yet you're still excited about things and everything else. I'm like, I've developed this opportunity to realize that life is is up to me to choose my perspective about it like you said you know life is happening for you or to you i think in this conversation right now that we're having is is a culmination of you and i would between us you know we're a hundred and you know, i think you're 50 what two gonna be three in a few weeks two weeks. yeah 53 i'm 55 so that's the math was that 108 we're old, so between bro. us we have 108 years of experience guys we have a lot of fucking experience that we're sharing with you and i find that you know in us for us that so we got patricia in the house what's up hattie I had to capture that real quick. She says, hey, Chris and Scott, lovely to uh, see you guys. Keep, Great. Keep it Congratulations, simple, sunshine. Adam. Yeah, she just got a, just got a just amazing award opportunity. In I York, saw so. that. I've seen all the things. I love watching all that. There's nothing better than watching your friend's successes. If you don't feel good and you say that you don't like social media, you're using it wrong because the algorithms give you what you're asking for. Amen. All I see is my friends constantly winning awards, super successful. Uh, Serena's in some trip and other friends on a trip. You know, Patricia's winning award. It's just nonstop goodness. Mm -hmm. So well, that that comes that comes from being present, yeah. and that comes mm -hmm. from being connected. And one of the things that I really heard you not talk about was ego, right? All sure. the things that we're talking about here are things that we have to step outside of the monkey brain and step yeah. into our heart to be able to 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 accept the abundance, right? And I think that comes back from what it talks about, you know, right behind you, love. I think the component mm -hmm. from this is that self-love component that we drill into people so often, but people do really, do they really take it seriously? Do they really go back and love themselves first? I just, I just throat punch this lady figuratively, metaphorically the other night when I talked, when I talked to her about something and I talked to her about leverage and she was sitting there and I'm, I'm like, you're choosing to be in the situation you're in. Long story short, gave her a couple examples and she saw things from a totally different perspective. Her eyes just went, Oh my God. And I said, you got to start by loving yourself first. I said, you, you say you love everybody else on a scale of one to 10 on a 10. Like I love my family and I'm doing this for my family and I have to do this and I have to, I have to be this for this person. I, da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, on the, those people you're busting your ass for, you say you love them on a scale of 10, but yet you're loving yourself at a four. So are you really giving them a 10 or are you giving them a four? And I think in this conversation tonight about being a human being versus human doing so oftentimes the things that we say to ourselves, you said that key word early, I have to, 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 what does that do? That feels like, as I say it, I feel pressure. I feel weight just bearing down on me. Like, oh my God, I'm just like, oh my, when is it, when is the weight, when is the pressure going to come off of me? And like, we always talk about the someday thing, like we, oh, someday with this, someday with that. No, we're here to invite you guys tonight to sit there and think about today could be the day if you choose to have that. If you choose to, to stop the insanity, my question for you, Scott, is you, you talked about, okay, it starts with being present in this world of so much chaos in this world of cell phones and, and, and everything is time and attention. How do we get present? I mean, I know I've spent 55 fucking years of my life trying to find that inner peace and I, and I'm slowly getting there and feeling more comfortable with it, but it's taken me so long to realize that it's not the egoic yeah. validation. It's not the external shit. It's not, it's not, 
it's, it's really that personal connectedness to myself first, loving self first, and then attracting the right people into my life, filtering out the people who no longer serve my greater interest and who no longer want to see me excel, bringing those new people into my life and continuing to elevate and escalate by taking that imperfect action every day to, to figure it out, to find that journey to that inner place that we can call peace before our time expires. So how do we get more present in the moment, some strategies that people can really, you know, obviously we can talk about breathing and stuff like that, but what are some tangible things that people might right now feeling stressed and overwhelmed and chaos? Like, Oh my God, these guys are crazy. I don't understand what they're talking about. What can we tell them? Sure. I mean, you know, I said one of the things last week and I'll start with something super simple. Ask the question, am I present? Cause the second you said, am I present? You became present. And I know that sounds crazy. Now, how do I sustain that? Because if I say, am I present? What am I going to do? Just keep saying, am I present? Am I present? You'll be present for a long time, but you're gonna be bored. <laughs> so let's do something else. One of the things I want you guys to visualize is this. Imagine that this exams, this this thing that we're doing right now called life is a beautiful dance between spirit and ego or what we have up here. So we can call it heart and ego. We can call it spirit and physical self. It doesn't matter. But it's a, a dance, but it's an integration. So my ego isn't a bad thing. You know, when you think of ego, a lot of times you want to demonize it. It's it's what I'm using here on earth to experience this. But when I recognize it's fueled by source, heart, creator, universe, when I recognize that dance, it's like right now, my ability to look at these things and say, I, in the I form of Scott, I'm dancing in this space with this whole world. But the real power and the real presence comes with this. And I used to say this all the time, and I don't talk about it as much, but I'm going to bring it back. I still say it in my classes all the time. What would the world look like if you extend the sense of self, expand the sense of self, redefine the sense of self? So right now I might be like, hey, I'm Scott. This is Chris. This is Mike. This is Patricia. We've got people here. These are just people, right? Okay. But watch this. You want to see something powerful. You want to get present in a hurry. Self is all of humans. Self is everything living. Self is everything living and not living. Self is everything seen and unseen self is anything and everything in existence. Now imagine when I make decisions from self being so big, you don't make decisions on things that are hurting things. You don't worry about tomorrow. You don't worry about yesterday. So think yeah. about it. If, if I'm the entire universe and more, well, what am I going to do tomorrow? Shit. I'm the universe. Who cares? Yesterday was a better day. No, you just, you, you're just, you're just deeply connected. And so it might sound out there, but sit and just start going, I'm all of it, I'm all of it, all of it. But I'm dancing from this place of Scott so I can feel it from this one perspective. That's it. You start doing that, then you come into this world like in awe. Chris and I talk about curiosity and wonderment of being a child. Right now I'm looking around this world and experiencing it. I'm like, holy crap, like think of all the things that are happening, good or bad. There's a lot of stuff going on. How can this individual aspect assist in this? It assists in present moment. We do a podcast. I go hug my daughter. I go for a walk with the dog with my wife. That's how I'm influencing it from this fractal. Why do I care about tomorrow? Why do I care about yesterday? I know people are going to go, I got to pay the bills. You got to worry about, you don't have to worry about anything because the minute you worry and attach thought to it, that's where your thought goes and you lose presence. So really it's coming back to experience and trusting that if you're living in the moment, this world is for you. Things are going to show up for you. The reason, and, and this will ruffle feathers with some people because of the truth behind it. The reason some of us are upset with this world is we say, 
everything I do doesn't work. Everything I do, it just never works for me. This is why, because your head is down. You're not present. The minute you realize there's been people trying to support you your whole life, whether it's teaching you what not to do or what to do, you're not listening. Yeah. You're not witnessing it. I'm telling you, because I look back and I'm like, I wish somebody taught me this when I was young. And the more I think of it, I'm like, I'm sure somebody <laughs> said that. I'm sure that was me. It was me just receptivity, listening. right? I mean, that's the thing I'm thinking about right here, Scott, is what you're saying is it's all about receptivity. I mean, most oftentimes, I was just telling this to somebody uh, today, like so oftentimes when you think about it, when do we make major changes in our life? Often when we're pushed, when our back's against the wall, when there's a lot of leverage. Oh, now I've got, just got fired from my job. Now I, I got to go out and get another job all the time. I've been talking about that. Like you mm -hmm. said, I love what you said before. And I want to go back to that and emphasize that, you know, we sit there and we ask for things from the universe. Yep. And then, like you said, we get these little taps. Hey, 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 like you were saying, you know, the, the, the call to go out to lunch, you know, maybe that guy knows somebody and you sit there and you say, no, you got to do things whether you feel like it or not. Right. We, we sit there and we take our emotions into such consideration these days. I'm reading a book called The Comfort Crisis right now, and it's talking about how yeah. we want to be so comfortable. Everything's so predictable and so perfect and everything's just got to be in its spot. And then I'll be happy and all these different things. But to your point, Scott, when you live in the moment and when you're connected to the reality, the reality that we are not going to live forever, we're going to fucking die. And it could happen today. It could happen in two hours. It could happen 30 years from now. But why risk that? Why sit there and play that someday game with ourselves and, and, and being that human doing to ultimately think that, oh, one day I'm going to be the human being and, 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 and get, jump off this monkey, this monkey uh, fucking shit show, whatever it might be. My encouragement to people has been lately, and I've been doing this as well. Talk about, we talk about getting out of our comfort zone, right? I, I subscribe to the fact that you should get out of your comfort zone once a week for 52 weeks. I mean, think about that compounded interest over time. You get comfortable being uncomfortable. I just put myself into my uncomfortable position all the time. Like literally I did it today. I did it a couple of days ago. It's freaky. It's worry, but it, then you're alive. You're truly living. You're growing. You're experiencing. You're being present. You have to be present when you're excited. You have to be present when you're putting yourself against the wall. But so many times again, Scott, that people, we, we wait for those things to push us. What can we do to get people to have that proactive leverage to, to see the end now and make that proactive change rather than having to go through that turmoil once again. I mean, we would think that we would learn, like if I tell people this, my, my, my take on this is ask yourself one question. When will I've had enough? When will I've had enough with the job, with the spouse, with the teacher, with the, 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 the neighbor that's fucking pissy when, whatever it is that you're tolerating, when will I've had enough and proactively see that happening now and see, okay, what are some, what are three things that I can do proactively to minimize the impact of that happening? What responsibility can I take to communicate and to find resources in order to manage this so that it doesn't explode in my face? So it doesn't require me to have to, to deal with that, that, that setback. What do you think? Uh, so, so, so it's very interesting. Um, I had a, a coaching client before the one I was just talking to, like those two clients I was talking to, but he was, um, he, so, so I just went through the whole program with me and my whole thing is what I'm saying, come to present moment, do this. The biggest power that you have is between stimulus and response, that space, that's where you create. We go through the simplicities of it. And I said, what's your exit strategy for your current business? He goes, I've been taking your class for exactly that. He goes, I don't have an exit strategy. I want to trust the universe and come. He goes, everything you just taught me, what do you mean? What's And I go, that was a poorly phrased. And so it was good that he did that because he caught me on my verbiage. What I was really trying to say to him was this. What, what do you foresee? You know, what do you foresee wanting? Like, what do you want the shift to look like? He wants to leave one job to go full time 
into his new venture. And so I guess what I'm saying here is when you truly come to present moments and you truly start getting excited by the fact that imagine you're playing a game like um, let's go old school for people who might be listening. We're playing Pac-Man. You know, if you eat the thing, the ghosts come out, you eat the ghost, whatever. What if you knew that the game ended on level 10 and you do the patterns to get there? The irony is that's what we're asking for. We're asking to know how to finish the game exactly the way we want so we can say, yay, you don't really want that. Nope, what you want true. is when I eat this, do the ghosts come out? Are they too close? Can I get all of them? Can I get 1,600? What happens if I get three of them? Do I back up and not get? That's what we really want because curiosity and wonderment, can I get to level 10? I know I can. I know I can. I know I can. But I want to do it and accomplish it because I want challenge. I want presence. I want to find the ability within myself. I want to find the source, creator, God, universe within myself and, and revisit it and recall it. I don't want someone babysitting me to get to the end. I think I do because I go, I want comfort. But the minute you start doing that, you don't want that. Mm. Very interesting because you go to a place. I'm going to give you an example. You go to a place in some of the poorest parts of the United States where people have nothing. You don't see high suicide rates in places where the people are being deeply challenged. You know, you see it where the kids have everything. Yep. The game's already done for you, dude. Level 10 has been played out. But everybody, mom and dad out there, you're like, there's no challenge. And the person's like, this world is worthless. So be careful what you wish for. Understand that when you think everything is against you and there's friction and whatever, it's opportunity for growth. That's everything you've ever dreamed of and you just don't remember. But the minute you get present and go, this hurts, I don't totally like it, you get out of that and go, that did hurt. Man, I'm grateful. Man, this present moment feels good. Each present moment after that feels even more beautiful. And you just live in a series of present moment after present moment. Hmm, feels good. And I want that for everybody because, you know, we have no reason not to come to present moment and build a beautiful world together. And I think the reason we see so much polarity and chaos right now is because we're in that shift and that's going to happen. Um, yeah. But we're in the middle of something we're not used to. There's so much chaos. There's so much polarity. There's so much. Um, what's the word that everyone uses? Uh, cancel culture. There's, everyone's mm -hmm. canceling everybody because you're not in my polarity. Right. Why don't we come to middle and be the observer and just take note of this person's hurting this way. This person's hurting this way. Come join me in the middle. And we're we're doing that slowly but surely. But again, where's the middle? Presence, not past, not future. Polarity is the same thing. When we come to that space of balance and we're not on either side of the seesaw, we're going to sit there and be like, it's really nice. It was a fun mm -hmm. game. Thanks, guys. And then we'll do it again. Yeah. You keep so, waking up and everything. And I love what you said. I want to I want to share a quote with people that has helped me out tremendously through my life. I think it's Dr. Wayne Dyer. Um, but you guys can Google it and find out. Um, Oh, Jesus Christ. I just saw Ted posting and I thought about Ted. Poor Ted. Uh, send our hearts and prayers out to Ted. Ted's got to have bypass surgery. He says, hey, everyone. Nice to see you guys. Sorry. Um, the quote, um, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. Was it worth it? I'm going to say it again. Today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. Was it worth it? And most of the times it isn't. Being afraid, being afraid of what? Being afraid of judgment, being afraid of failure, being afraid of ridicule, being afraid of it, of it actually happening and you actually having to go follow through on your actual dream. So many people self-sabotage because they say they want something, but yet they don't have the belief in their heart that they truly, that they truly 
deserve it. You know, we could talk about I want, one of the shows I want to do with you is imposter syndrome. I think we've probably done it before, but it's always such a great topic because I find so many people struggle with that. They're successful, but yet they don't feel like they've deserved or earned the validation to say that they're successful. So when you think about that, if I'm always doing, then I never have to stop and think. Then I never have to stop and accept responsibility because, oh, I have to do this and I have to do this and I'm so busy. Oh my God, I never have a chance to do anything and I have to do that. When you take those excuses away, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> when you take those excuses away and you sit there and you get real and raw with yourself, right? The thing we're talking about here, Scott, and I, as I as I think about the conversation, I keep trying to dig into deeper to the to the root of what we're talking about is truth. It's truth. We it's 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 either truth or lies, right? That we tell ourselves. You talked about the language that we use with ourselves. Number one, stop saying always and never because I always screw up and I never get it right. Well, guess what? That's where your face and that's where your focus is going. The reticular activation system says, I always screw it up. Therefore, I will screw it up again. Therefore, I will screw it up again. I never get it right. I never get it right. This time, I'm not going to get it right either. You know, Henry Ford said, talk about quotes. Henry Ford said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Mm -hmm. But when we sit there and we stop and we get honest with ourselves and we get truthful with ourselves, that's where that shift can happen. That's where that proactive energy to say, you know what? This is going to suck right? I'm in a miserable spot. I, I hate my job. I'm going to take a $30,000 pay cut. I may have to move into an apartment. You know, I may have to downsize my car, but I know in my heart of hearts that I'm supposed to be doing X and I don't want to mm -hmm. end up with that regret. I don't want to think about my life and think about the, the, the opportunities that we didn't jump, right? And we talk about jump all the time from Steve Harvey. If you guys haven't seen the video, Steve Harvey, jump, go watch it. It's a minute, 30 seconds. It'll change life. Um, but that truth, right? We don't get truthful with ourselves because we're scared of the consequences. We're scared of the repercussions. We're still little boys and little girls inside, right? I think about that when I talk to people, I'm like, okay, who's the little girl? Who's the boy? And who's the little girl that's still inside? Because we're stuck back in that, that, that belief system that of when we were kids, that, that yeah. conditioning process back then that told us what our value was in the world that told us what our belief systems were. And now we went out and like, oh yeah, I always screw things up because mom and dad said I did. When you get honest with yourself and realize you may have done that in the past, but that all of that was preparing you for what's happening right now, ladies and gentlemen, that's the thing, Scott. And I want to always stress to you that in the moment you can stop in this, this, this very second right now and say everything that has happened and everything that's happening is preparing me for what's next. Now I could choose to be pissed off about what happened. I can choose to be fearful about what's happening and continue doing the same shit over and over again and be fucking miserable. Or I can stop and say, you know what? I may have to go through some shit to get to the other side of this, but it's going to be worth it. And that's that journey where I was talking about the comfort crisis. We're staying so comfortable. We expect everything to be delivered to us. You still got to go out there and bust your ass. To your point, Scott, you have to have that vibrational frequency to accept it and to find that abundance in there. But you got to go out there and do the work. But at the same time, not be so combative about it, not be so like, I have to do this in order to get this. Enjoy that journey. Like to your point, Scott, I wanted to share this. I've, ta I've, I've talked to millionaires and billionaires. You too, you have two rock stars and everything. Every single person has told me that it wasn't getting to the final destination, that it was it, right? You know, we've, we heard Matthew Perry awesome. talk about in his book, like, oh, if I just got that hit show and I got that money, everything would be solved. And it wasn't. And I've talked to people, people, it's in that journey, like you said. So we invite you guys to sit there and, and think about this. You have two choices. As Scott says, you can look through the lens of fear for the rest of your life and see how that works out for you. Or you can decide to love and you can decide to start loving yourself first by being honest with yourself and saying, Hey, listen, maybe the people and the actions that I'm taking in my life aren't suiting me to the, to the next level I need to be in. I'm ready to take that chance. I'm ready to be adventurous. I'm ready to be curious. I'm ready to be excited about the challenges I'm going to face because through those challenges, I'm going to get stronger and even more confident. I'm going to be able to help more people and I'm going to rise and shine my light that so other people may be inspired by me. 
what do you think about that, Scott? I mean, like really trying tying into that truth to the bigger why of who we, who we are and what legacy we're truly going to leave. You know, I just had this. Okay, there was a third third person I coached today. I forgot. I met with my students at lunch. So actually, we're going back a few hours. So I'm sitting again, sitting with one of my business class students, and he was telling me, um, without revealing too much, because you know, Mike telling the whole story of somebody else. Right. But um, he's struggling with some issues with his own dad, and he's like, "How do I connect with him? How do I get to him?" And we were talking about the whole idea of victim, sophomore, savior, and player. So there's the victim, which is one place that people are often in. The world is against me. It's all you don't understand. Things just don't work for me. So the language that you speak is putting you into a status that you feel like is insurmountable and you can't get out. And then when you finally get out of it, you go into sophomore, the wise fool. So you think you're enlightened because you're no longer a victim and you're not saying all the speak that's holding you down. But now you start tending to blame the victim. And then you're like, oh, well, at least I'm not the victim. Then you realize, wait a minute, there's another step. And you move into this knowledge and a pathway to truly heal. And then you want everyone else to do what you did. So you get in the savior. This is where we've got to be careful because in that savior space, we're telling everybody else what to do. Do this, do this, do this. I have all the answers. But impact and shift and change for the masses does not come with a group of saviors. If we're all sitting here saying, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. We're more talking heads like we see in the media, just blah, blah, blah. Here's what you do. And you were just, you know, leaning into it. I want to create impact. I want to create shift. I lead by example. And, you know, we talked about authenticity. We talk about being in integrity. Uh, being in integrity means this. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to fail. I'm going to be superhuman, recognizing that I'm both spirit and Scott human at once. So I fail. I fail quickly. I say what lesson was learned. I discuss it in a very transparent and authentic way. And I move forward. And, and, and there's beauty in that because I want to go back to one other thing that I think is paramount in this discussion. Ask the question that kind of comes to this point a lot. Like, is it important to be right? Because a lot of us have been taught we got to be right. We got to have knowledge. And so we say things like, you know, I am certain of this. I am sure um, this is my belief. I am. I am. And we attach all these beliefs. Here's the deal. Everything that's true, right, in reality is what it is, is independent of my thought of it. So anything that's reality has nothing to do with me. This it is, is, what it, this, is. it is what it is. So here's here's the thing. When I don't attach it and I observe it, in my current experience, that appears to be something that makes sense to me right now. So I'll just say that's right with my understanding right now. But I see so many people who are sitting here hyper attached. I got to do this. I got to do this. This is right. That's right. That's right. Instead of just being all the shit that's real around me is real with or without my input. So I need to observe it. I need to touch it. I need to utilize it. I need to grow from it. I need to fail quickly. That's a hard thing to truly conceptualize and put into play. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and ego. I, it, it, it's, it is ego because, okay, so, okay, why does somebody appreciate me as a teacher? Is it because I have a lot of wisdom and knowledge and I can teach the lesson well and I'm articulate or whatever? Maybe, but I don't think so. Because 15 years ago, I was all that. And I would say I was a very good teacher. I'm a really, really good teacher now because I attached to nothing. So they ask a question, well, what do you think of that? I'm like, well, I think this, but the hell do I know? This is my experience that brought me to thinking that. And they're like, yeah, but shouldn't you? And I'm like, I, I don't know. This is what I think. And they're all confused, but I watch <laughs> them ask questions. Every other adult has an opinion about something. Everybody else wants to tell me everything. And so I yeah. exponentially watch these kids. What they're doing is they're removing attachments and they're becoming so free I just watched the world awakening and I love being a part of the solution. And the only reason I'm part of that solution for growth 
it's because I'm being the player, not the savior. I'm not telling them what they need to do. I'm showing them a series of tools that might help them in what they do and becoming the best version of themselves. And man, I wish more people were doing that, dude. Because I just know when the kids, you know, leave the class, they're different. And they're different in a good way because they're not attached to old beliefs and opinions. They're very open for growth. Mm -hmm. And I just want to see more of that. I do too. I do too. And I want to share something with everybody because in thinking about this conversation tonight and thank you. Uh, thank you, Nancy. Thank you everybody for being here. By the way, before I say that, before I say that, I want to go back and capture a couple of comments. Uh, Patty said here, she goes, we live in a field of experience and choice make mm -hmm. good ones. Yes. That keyword mm -hmm. right there, Patty choice. We all have that choice. Scott, you referred to it before. We didn't say it out loud, but we say it every show. Man search for meaning, right? He talks about in that moment between something, the impetus of something. And and response. Right. You have that opportunity. You have that choice to sit there and decide. Nobody can make you feel anything. You get to you get to decide that. Um, we got Ted in the house. What's up, up Ted? He, I love what he said right here. He said, if everyone helps each other, we have a much better world. Mm -hmm. Dude, dude, dude. I have this dream. I have this dream, this dream, this dream, ladies and gentlemen, that we all put these down. We put them down for like two weeks. And instead, every single day, we go out there and do one nice thing for a stranger. Everybody in the entire world puts them down. And for two weeks, we go out there and do one nice thing for a stranger. So somebody's going to do something nice for us. We're going to do something nice for everybody. I believe in a fucking short amount of time, we can change this world. So thank you, Ted, for saying that. I appreciate it. Ted said also, it's easier to believe in yourself uh, when others believe in you, like when you were children and your family believed in you. Thousand percent, Ted. Thousand percent. That's why I preach to death about having a coach and having people in your life that love you and 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 want to be honest with you and want to see you because when you surround yourself with those people, as you know, it's pretty incredible what it is that you can accomplish. And for me, Scott, you know, I've been on this constant pursuit. I'm very, very um, honest about this and vulnerable about this. I was not into the, the the fluffy stuff as before. We talked about my tagline and everything else. I've been on the search. I've read books on how to find peace. I've read Buddhism books. I read the art of Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance. I've been mm -hmm. reading all these books. I've come into contact with you and Lee and Jock and all these different things. But it wasn't until a couple of weeks ago, I, was, I took my son to the park and I was thinking about, oh, you know, I was thinking about the past. I was thinking about the future. I'm like, Chris, be present. He was off playing. I was just sitting there holding my water bottle. And I'm like, how can I be more present right now? And how can I get out of my brain? And I just started looking around and I thought to myself, what can I find that what can I find right now that I normally take for granted that perhaps I can find a new magic about? And I use that word magic. Can I find something mm -hmm. about that? And I looked up and the, just as I said that, the breeze kicked up and it went through the trees and I saw all the trees almost in, a, in an orchestration, right? It looked like an yeah. orchestra, like the, the pipes and the, and the brass and the wind instruments and all this other, da -da -da, and all these trees were, were vibrating and, and shaking their leaves at different frequencies. And in that, I could smell the orange blossoms coming over. We have a ton of orange groves here near my house. So April, March, April, May, it smells amazing here. And I just looked up and I, and I looked and I saw the kids. I get chills thinking about this because I never would have said this shit before. Fuck, hand on a Bible. And I looked and I saw the kids playing and laughing and I saw people talking. And I'm like, this is what it means to be present. This mm -hmm. is what it means to be in the magic of life. And I wasn't high. Obviously, I wasn't drunk. I haven't fucking had a drink in four months. Um, and I just caught that. And I had this real, this cool sensation that I can't even describe. It was just like for us, for I'm going to say for a split second, it maybe might have been a little bit more. I didn't have anything going on in here. I just looked around. I was like. Wow, this is, nice. this is pretty fucking cool, right? And I was, and so I think we need to get people to more of a place like that. You got to stop. You got to, you got to put the shit down, guys, because what you focus on the most is what you get. And again, and I'm going to use this analogy because it seems to be helping a lot of people. Look around your room. Tell me everything that's green. 
that's green. That's green. That's green. That's green. That's green. Oh, fuck. I got this. Okay. Tell me what was purple. You fuck, Chris, you said you're looking for green. Yeah. You weren't looking for purple. The same thing happens in your life. Guys stop being a human doing start being a human being start loving yourself start being honest with yourself in the situations you're in realize that you're going to need to go through some tough shit and through that tough shit like everything that's happened in your past you're going to get tougher you're going to get more resilience you're going to get more confidence you're going to you're going to realize that the things you were afraid of were just thoughts in your head and then when you take that imperfect action, you realize, wow, that wasn't so bad. What else can I do? And you're going to slowly start inching along and you're going to find yourself in a place in six months where you're, oh my God, look at how far I've come. How much farther can I go? And then it becomes a thing in your life that like, hey, how much further can I go? Like for me, like now with the self-help fluffy bullshit and stuff, how much further can I go? Okay, maybe I can now start going to a Buddhist temple. Maybe you know I can do these different things because it seems to be working for me. And for me, the more peace and love that I have in my heart for myself and for the for the world, the better I am for everybody around me. What are your thoughts? I want to go to two things real quick. Um, okay, because you, you got me going a good. So one of the things that Ted said really got me uh, thinking. So he's talking about it's easier easier to believe in yourself when others believe in you, like when um, you are children, your family believe in you. So here's something that's very interesting. The universe. So when I gave that definition of self. Okay. And I said, expand the sense of self. The universe thinks self is itself, thinks it's all of it. So if I were to say you're a loser, the universe thinks I'm calling myself a loser. So to Ted's point, watch this. If you're somebody who's looking around at all the problems in the world, those people suck. You know, if we didn't have those people in society, it would be a better place. What do you think the universe hears? If you didn't have you in society, this would be a better place. You suck. It's hearing everything you're saying and Here. it's going into your subconscious mind and telling you how much you suck. So watch this. It's easier to believe in yourself when others believe in you. Why don't you flip that right now when you start saying, I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. See something maybe they don't see in themselves, mm -hmm. and suddenly you've just inspired and motivated yourself. You want to reprogram the subconscious mind? Start speaking kindly about others. Subconscious mind hears it and goes, oh, this whole self thing sounds pretty nice, and that's going to come back to you. So even though they say you can't consciously reprogram the subconscious mind, that's one way you can do it in the conscious moment. The other thing you said, you had a, an interesting comment. So let's say, for example, you start using a tool right now. Let's 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 say this. Say, let's say you go to a personal trainer and you start getting healthier and you go, my whole life has changed. I've never felt this good. Then you create an addiction to personal training. Let's say you go to a meditation instructor and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I finally feel free of the be cautious not to take one issue and make the next thing the issue because yeah. i've seen so many people in coaching go i've never been able to meditate and you help me meditate and i feel great and then this is what happens they get to a point where they plateau with that and then it doesn't work because they don't use it as a tool they abuse it as the be all end all for their issues yeah. kind of like you're taking a certain drug or you're taking a certain supplement or when you go to the gym eventually it plateaus like i'm bench pressing every day look at how strong i am i hit 225 it plateaus i haven't had to change in three months and then i don't like it anymore because it's not bringing me that growth so here's what i would do just because you find something and we give you a tool you hear something that's working constantly like we keep saying stay in flow and try the next thing have a meditation tool a breathwork tool a gym tool a spend present time with family at dinner tool Use all the tools because there's no be all end all. There's no right way. There's no perfect way. There's experience and you continue to experience and play with all the tools. 
So those are ways to come to present moment, utilizing tools, not abusing them and speaking all the good things to everybody else. So the universe realizes that when you speak to self as all of that, that's inclusive of you. And you're actually empower yourself by empowering others. So Amen. Well said. I think I think that I think that bleeds into Michael's question. Thank you, Michael Simpson, for being here and asking the question. He says, how about when you're in the present moment and aware of it, but you feel pressure to embrace it or understanding how to embrace it? Great question, Michael. Thank you for that. What do you think? Which, what's your thought on that one first? So we're talking about we're in the present moment. How do we hang with that and how do we um, embrace it? Yeah, I think for me, the, the first word that pops into my mind is gratitude. Like when you're in the moment, find the opportunity within yourself to be, wow, I'm really grateful for this moment to be experiencing the fact that I can see the trees flowing. I can actually smell this experience because the reason why we come here, ladies and gentlemen, this is, sounds weird for me to say as well, is as a spirit, we don't, is in spirit form, we don't get to smell, touch, feel, we don't get to incorporate oh. our senses. So we're here by an, an, an incredible, I just heard the stat, I can't remember the number, but some incredible odd that we're here having this human experience and yet we take it so much for granted. So I think, Michael, in those situations, like, just be grateful. Like, fuck, I can see, I can hear, I can smell my kids right here. Find everything in that moment to be grateful. I'm, I'm grateful for the electricity that's powering the fan that's above me right now. I'm so, I'm so enamored with the fact that back when I was a kid, I watched a cartoon called The Jetsons. And on The Jetsons, they had flying cars and they had TV cameras you could talk to people on. And here we are in 2024 and we can talk to people over the internet all across the world. Life is amazing. So I think when you get present and you, and you share those experiences with the people that you're present with and you get in that mode, I think that's something that can reinforce that Michael. Um, and not, to, you know, not to have the pressure to, to enjoy it. I think that comes from the fact of the, 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 the fact that you deserve it, right? Yeah. Don't, don't put any pressure on it. Just be there. I did this. I'll share this other ex exercise that I did with, that I did years ago that I thought was asinine when she first told it to me. I, I went, I was at a, a conference and I, I took this little class about, I can't remember how it was titled, but it wasn't, it was, the way it was titled wasn't what was going to happen. But what happened was actually really cool. She said, I want you, everybody in the room, I want you to close your eyes. Uh, I want you to go find something in the room, uh, uh, an item in the room with a, with a particular uh, texture on it. And I want you to close your eyes and I just want you to feel the texture. And I just want you to sit there for five, I think it was five minutes. I just want you to sit there, close your eyes and feel this. And I thought, oh my God, what the fuck did I get myself into? This is the stupidest shit I ever heard of. Where Are we doing drugs? Are we drinking? Are we doing shots? And everybody walks over to the wall. People walk to the furniture. I'm like, I guess I better get my shit together. And I go over and I find there's, um, uh, there was some, um, um, cloth on the wall, like a, like a, like a, I don't know what that was, but it was like corduroy. And so I walked over there and I'm like, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to shut my mouth and I'm going to close my eyes. And the first, all the things going through my mind is this is stupid. This is stupid. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. Well, that's kind of interesting how those bumps flow. And I found myself getting lost and she was talking. She's like, just be present with it. Just feel it. In that, in that moment, I was like, whoa, that's transcended all the, all the, the crazy talk in my brain when I just got real and centered on focusing on the texture of that fabric. And so I think, honestly, Michael, it's, it's that, that number one, like you said, that awareness, like I feel pressure and then to go, as Scott says, like, okay, that was an interesting thought. I'm going to get back to enjoying this. What do you think, Scott? Yeah. No, you, your baseline of gratitude is hundred percent. I mean, I like, I don't even think it's arguable. Like, like to be present, you got to be grateful. Yeah. But here's another point too, and you brought it up perfectly. Like, here's the thing, okay? There's people, and I, and I know this sounds totally like the crap that we used to hear when we were a kid. There's people starving in China eat your food. Yep. You know, like, okay, so I have to pretend I I'm don't have China, money. Though. I don't have food. Yeah, but you start the whole thing. You're like, okay, I'll pretend I'm starving, and then this thing that I don't like, I'll like. 
And so it's like a game, but there's, there's some truth to that. Like take away the ability to do anything and then you have instant gratitude. So how can I bring myself to a deeper sense of gratitude to really go to the park and go, this is nuts. Like I'm just looking at the trees moving, my kids playing, I'm alive. I smell orange blossoms. This is freaking nuts. And, and for me, when you, but when you start to, when you, so one of the things, you know, like, you know, I do in the coaching program is I teach people to amplify their senses. So there's listen, observe, voice, empathize. You want to turn that up. So the world gets a little louder. And that's the whole point. When the world gets louder, present moment becomes more natural because when the loudness, we're like, Ooh, Ooh, look at that. I feel that. I hear that. I see that. And suddenly you start to get present more organically. So I agree with you. Play all the games you need to enhance a sense of gratitude. And every time you get into a place of noticing that you want to say, you get in a space of expectation, come back to gratitude, gratitude and sit in that present moment. So great question, Mike. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Does that hopefully uh, that answers your question, Mike? Thank you. Let us know in the comments if it did, or if you have any other angles of that. Because I, I love the fact that you guys asked that question. You asked that question, Michael. Because so oftentimes, if you have that question, so many other people have the same question too. And guys, don't be shy. I see there's a lot of people watching right now. Don't be shy. You know, whether it's right now or, or afterwards, if you have a situation that's going on in your life, Scott and I are here for you. Scott and I are, are have our respective coaching programs. We're here for you. So reach out to us. Don't sit in silent, silent desperation, quiet desperation, hoping, wishing, praying that someday something's going to change. You have people that are, are here every single week who have proven to you beyond a, beyond a reasonable doubt that our code of ethics is, is, is stellar right? And that we're here to serve and we want to serve. We have different styles and what we do, but, but basically get you to the same spot. Don't sit there in quiet desperation. I know Scott's got his Go Love Now program. I've got my accountability coaching program. Reach out to us. We're here for you. Do not do this alone because I did it alone and I was okay and I was good. But when I surrounded myself and when I had the right people in my life, my, my success and everything about my life changed amazingly fast. So get around the right people. We appreciate you guys being here every single week. Uh, Mike says here, he says, uh, he says, I definitely get it. Embrace the gratitude. 100%. Thank you, Michael. And um, and I want to capture Jacqueline. What she says here, she goes, "Help, uh, help all you can do, harm to none, make this a better world for all." Hundred percent, sister. Hundred percent. Um. So yes. So yes. So with all that, here's what we ask you to do. Number one, share the show out because we know you got value out of this. We know we changed some 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 perspective about yourself. And here's what we could do. We ask you. Here's the fee you could pay. Share it out. Put something on your social media saying, "Hey, I just watched these guys, and here's what I learned from this." Help us help other people because there may be somebody in Amen. your circle who's struggling right now who needs to hear what it is that Scott and I just said. You may be going, "Oh yeah, we really love that, and that was really inspirational." But there may be somebody out there who's got their head in their hands, going, "Oh my God, I can't do this anymore," and they might be thinking of the bad things, right? So we want to avoid that. We want to avoid that as much as possible. We're two people in a world of 8 billion people trying to make this world a better place. And we can do that with your help. That's what we ask you to do when you get value out of, of showing up here every single week. And also make sure you go to theunfilteredexperience.com, www.theunfilteredexperience.com, where you can join the Facebook community. Let us know. Scott and I are doing these solo shows for a while. So let us know what topics you would like us to see talk about tonight. We talked about human being versus human doing. We talk about all sorts of different aspects of spirituality and life and setting goals and just living you know, your true intention and your purpose of what it is that you're supposed to be here and do and the legacy that you get to leave and enjoy that process. That's where we're stressing to you guys. Any final thoughts, Mr. Um, Mr. Scott, before we end things off? Yeah. So when we were talking about on um, being the player, one of the ultimate player moves is to share the tools that you're using with others. You're again, you're not being the savior. You're just saying, Hey, I tried breath work at work. Hey, I watched Scott and Chris's show at work. Hey, we did this. So again, you know, sharing that out, Again, of course, we want to have people watch our show, but only because we're sharing tools, we're sharing information 
that we know has helped us and helped the people we're coaching and it's helping you. So start coaching yourself, extend that information and share it. Let's keep sharing the tools. Something works for you, share it, share it, share it, share it. And that should be all of us. Like when you share that, you're creating an energy flow. When you listen to being in the flow, that's created by sharing some kind of currency. Here's something that works. Here's something that works. And it will start coming back and flowing back to you tenfold. So please do it. You'll benefit. We'll benefit. We'll all benefit. You guys are the best. Love y'all. We love you. What's up, Tim Gillette? Tim Gillette's late to the party. Tim, go back and watch Tim. the beginning of the show. Tim Gillette's <laughs> a buddy of mine from way back when talking about the rock star days. Tim Gillette, what's up, buddy? Thank you for being here. Actually, there's there's two rock stars right there. That's I met these two yeah. people here in Los Angeles, California, many, many moons ago. Um, so yes, thank you guys all for being here. If you came into that conversation halfway through, go back and watch the start of it. Scott and I started the show off talking about human beings versus human doings. And we really went deep in talking about the truth of what it is that we need to face, the opportunity for adventure and curiosity, realizing that we can we can look through life through a lens of fear a lens of love that's our choice patricia said that as well take your life seriously because it, there's no guarantees for tomorrow surround yourself with the right beautiful people in your life take that imperfect action every single day start your day off in the right foot with the intentions and gratitude for the fact that you're still here and you have these amazing opportunities in your life you walk around with a fucking computer in your pocket use it for good stop promoting bullshit and, and swearing sharing all this other shit Go out there and focus on you, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back here next Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The Unfiltered Experience. Appreciate you. Go out there. Have an amazing weekend. And uh, we appreciate it. Love you guys. Love you guys.